Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. Today, what I want to do is talk to you about the nine key levers that you can use to improve your gross profit margin. And your gross profit margin, as we are talking yesterday, is the most valuable number in your building company. It'll make or break your business. It also determines, your gross profit margin will determine how hard you've got to work, how many jobs you have to do, and determines the amount of work that you need to do and complete in order to hit your target profit. What are the nine ways that you can improve your gross profit margin? Well, you've got four going into the job and you've got five back-end ones that you can use. So the four going into the job, the quickest way that you can increase your margin is increase your price. So if you can charge more per job, then obviously you're gonna make more money, you're gonna increase your margin. But not everyone can do that. So the next key thing is positioning. We wanna improve yourself up the ladder. So if you think about the ladder as a triangle, you have generalists at the bottom, those people who do all sorts of building work, then you have specialists, so those people that only do reclads, only do high-end villa renovations, only do new builds or architectural new builds. So we wanna take yourself from generalist to specialist to authority and then celebrity. And your sales process is the key thing in that positioning to leverage yourself from authority to celebrity. And how we go about doing that is applying key strategies to get you there. So do you have a checklist that people get? Do you send an info pack in advance? Do you have a questionnaire that people have to fill in prior to seeing? Or are you just going to see any Tom, Dick, Harry, or Mary? Do you have a couple of great scripts that qualify people out and then actually lets them know what's gonna happen at the site visit? What do they have to do? Are you just showing up for a chat or are you actually going to go through their consent? Do they have plans? Uh, what's going to happen, what you do project management-wise, uh, how you handle the deposit and payment terms, what's actually going to happen on that first visit to site. And then the next key thing is once you've got your sales process nailed, have you sent them an info pack? Because they've got four key questions. Who are you? Who's your company? Can I trust you? And how specifically can you help me? So marketing becomes easy when, or sales becomes easy when marketing does the heavy lifting. So lastly, we've got marketing, and that's how do people come into your ecosystem. So you've obviously got a lot of offline strategies that you can do from 1% referral scheme, postcard marketing, three streets wide around where, where you are, BNI referrals, etc., etc. Then you've got online marketing. And the key thing is that if we've got your funnel set up so that you're educating and nurturing people when they come into your ecosystem, uh, we have members getting anywhere from 30 to 40 leads a month. That comes in, put that out there on Facebook, Google AdWords, etc. People opt in for the top nine things I need to consider before uh, doing a complex hillside build. And we're going to educate and nurture them. We're going to drip feed stuff out to them each week and build a relationship with us as the experts. So it might be some case studies, guarantee uh, what you need to know before engaging a builder, top 23 things to consider before choosing a builder for your biggest investment in your life. Once you've got those five, uh, four key elements, the next five to consider are back-end. And those five back-end are labor. So labor is your number one back-end strategy. So you can start a job at 15%, beginning of the contract and end up at plus 
Equally, you can go the reverse and have labor overruns on a fixed price labor contract. You can start at 20%, end up at sub 15%. So the number one key one is labor, forecast versus actual. So do you have your project manager or your head foreman helping to forecast the labor hours? Are you filling in your breaking the labor hours down so it's not just one big washing machine of a thousand labor hours, but it might be 10 times 100. Are you filling that in, getting the guys to fill that in, in the toolbox meetings, on a Monday and going, hey, look, we're not where we should be. We're halfway through the job. We think we should be at uh, 500 hours, but hey, we're at 620. What are we doing to pull that 120 labor hours back? And ideally, breaking that job down even further so that you've got framing, 100 hours. We're halfway through the framing. We should be at 50 hours, we're at 65. What are we gonna do to pull back that, those 15 hours? Next, materials. So are you looking at the jumbo bins when you go to site, Monday, Wednesday, or Friday? Are you guys, minimi guys minimising wastage? Next, sub-trades. So are they acting in your best interests? What are you doing to have them as part of your sales team? Are you controlling your work in progress uh, and making sure that your sub-trades are billing you on a regular basis for cash flow? Next, variations. So have you educated the foreman first with the scope works and the contract? What actually constitutes a variation? Is that being captured and signed off and invoiced weekly prior to proceeding with any? And you might set a um, target of say 500 bucks and anything that's a variation under that doesn't need side off and you, you capture it, you proceed with it. Or what actually needs to be signed off, priced up before you proceed with it. So make sure that you've educated your foreman because quite often the foreman's gonna become good mates with um, your client and you wanna make sure that you're not getting that scope of worse creep. And then lastly, number five, back end. So I think Zane Beckett found that uh, it was raining one day and he actually rung around and he made, I think nine and a half grand in the space of 40 minutes in terms of savings and discounts by actually comparing what his buy price was across different merchants, get your prices checked at least every 90 days, keep your merchant honest, what are terms that, you, what could you do to improve terms? And so as you grow your business, you're delegating the lower level stuff so that you can elevate to focus on working on your margin. Most profitable course of action that you can do is improve your perceived value in the eyes of your customer, improve your productivity, and improve your gross margin. It'll mean that you have to do fewer projects in order to hit your target uh, margin. We've got a fantastic document with uh, 151 ways of how to improve your productivity and profitability. If you want that, comment uh, 151 ways and we will get it through to you. All right, that's it for today. Go forth, multiply that margin. Four key ways going in, pricing, positioning, sales process and marketing. Five key things through the job, labor, materials, sub-trades, variations, and then your back end. All right, that's it for me. Go forth and multiply thy margin.